0: But just learning patience and it's actually important, I think, to wait because then you get to know that person more rather than just starting to date right away. And then you realize, oh, this is really not the person for me. Yeah. And then you're dating for two months and then it's over.
1: Like if I don't feel well, anything like that or anything that questions my kind of overall happiness, she guys like she kind of goes above and beyond to make me feel better.
0: Take a girl
2: and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy.
3: Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean, I'm Dr. Ray.
2: And I'm Jean, and this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships.
3: Check us out online at couplesynergy.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on a couple synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experiences with working with thousands of couples for over 15 years.
2: You know, every day we get to hear intimate details about a couple's celebrations, disappointments, and everyday challenges. We've often wished these stories were shared because we know we are more similar than different. And so we've created not only an avenue where you can hear about people's intimate lives, but an atmosphere where people come over to our home pub, pour a drink and share their stories.
3: People like today's guests, Tegan and Liam, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for being guests. Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you for having us. Hi. Hi. Hi.
3: It's great to get have they're, you guys. Our youngest you guys are our youngest so guests Woo. so far. We're the babies. <laughs> we're here.
0: <laughs>
3: and you know it's going to be it's, it's going to be a really good podcast because you guys going to be able to give us some perspective on like dating in your age range and relationships yeah. in your yeah, age sure. range, right? You know, we we're the kind of, of the internet. Absolutely. Yeah. We're we're kind of out of touch, right? <laughs> so we got to get our ear low to the ground here here from the youngins here. So before we get to that, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves. How old are you? Where are you guys at in life? I was going to say, what do you do for a living? But you haven't created that yet, right? And then uh, how long have you been together?
1: All right. Um, Uh, Do you want to? Yeah, go go ahead.
3: So I'm Liam. I am a mechanical
1: engineering student at Ohio State. Soon to be like on my rising senior status. The Ohio State. Yeah, the Ohio State. Don't get it (laughs) wrong. Everyone will get upset. (laughs) So, pretty much just staying through work. But I don't really have that much time to do things during school year, uh, except spend time with Tegan most of the time. But I mean, it's kind of hectic right now, actually. Tegan, you might, Tegan's almost done though. So, she's actually probably probably going to beat me out the gate. So.
0: I'm 20. I'm almost 21. I'm also a student at Ohio State. I'm a senior. I'm actually graduating early and I'm interning right now at a private practice. I'm a psychology major. And yeah.
2: what's the name of the private practice? Yeah, you could say <laughs> <laughs> private practice it is.
0: Lighthouse.
2: <laughs> so she's interning with us. Yes. Awesome. Which is always cool for us to give back. Yeah. Yep. And how long have you guys been together?
0: Almost three years. Yeah, roughly so three years, yeah. So you were seventeen and nineteen when
2: you met? I was yeah, 18.
0: I was seventeen. And
1: I was eighteen. 17 er, and 18. Yeah, I was eighteen. Yes. Yeah, okay. when I first met her. So. Yeah,
0: he's twenty two. Can you yeah, tell 22. us the story of how you guys met?
1: So actually a lot of where a lot of the kids from my high school go, they go to Ohio University, which is not too far away. It's about an hour away. And so one of my friends invited me down there at this time I was beginning like my sophomore year. So I'm a little behind right now, but uh So I went down there for their opening weekend, which they have some big party and stuff. So I wanted to go visit some of my friends. And then my best friend's girlfriend's roommate was Tegan.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) on my side, I was going down first day of college. My parents were dropping me off, kissing me goodbye, crying and stuff and all that good um, stuff. And we were going to the big welcome week party. And I remember my roommate, her name was Julia. Julia told me, Hey, we're going to go meet my boyfriend and his friend. They're visiting at OU. So we showed up to this party and they were like, this is Liam. And I was like, hi. And then the party actually got busted.
2: And so the police (laughs) show up
0: and it was my first, I was not the type that ever went to parties or anything. So I didn't know what to do. I'm just looking around (laughs) panicking. Everybody abandoned me, looking around, didn't know what to do. And then I look over and there's this like, Tall ginger kid and I'm like, oh hello. Party
1: veteran, <laughs> party veteran.
0: And he's like, do you even know what to do? And I was like, no, I really don't know what to do. He's like, here, follow me if you want
1: to. I said, just, just drop your drink. Like, just come <laughs> so, and, you know, trying to be the cool guy over here. It's like, yeah, just keep it cool. He's
0: like, save me. <laughs> so he like let me out. of the That's a smooth move. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. Come yeah. with me if you want to live, type of yeah. thing. Yeah. You know?
1: Come with me if you want to
0: live. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was the that was a Friday night. Or no, that was That's how we first. Yeah, that was Friday night. That's how we first got introduced to each other and we went back to our friend's room you know where they all were and we just kind of talked a little bit but I knew she had a boyfriend so you know yeah, trying to be a good guy you had a boyfriend yeah,
0: yeah um, only for like two months I don't know why that was a thing because like, like a Liam. long distance boyfriend <laughs> yeah, or? yeah he was back here in oh. Illinois and then I already wanted to kind of break that off and kind of go do my own college thing. Mm-hmm. Broke up with him the next day after I met Liam pretty much. <laughs>
1: so, I'm not saying anything. I was a nice record. guy. I didn't I didn't push myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But so, yeah.
2: so what happens after that? Well, like
1: I mean, we kind of hit it off. Like we went that Saturday night after we kind of went all back out to another party the next day. And OU, by the way, is like a very traditionally it's traditionally a very big party, party school. school. So mm-hmm. OU Ohio yeah. University. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we went out again with like the same group. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but we were a little intoxicated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and then we went back with all the friends and then we, I kind of. Everybody you know,
0: fell asleep. Yeah, everyone and fell then asleep. we were wide awake yeah. and we we're like, let's go explore. So yeah. we just started exploring the dorm. That was my
1: mm. excuse to talk to her. So, you know, like, hey, <laughs> yeah. like another yeah. smooth move again. Yeah,
0: Liam's real Chalk smooth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then we just kind of sat and talked for about. Probably three or three or so hours. We didn't really even sleep, and I had to leave the next morning for school for mine. So, because I was at OSU, so I was kind of far away. It was about an hour and 30, hour and Mm -hmm. 40 away. So, yeah. So we just kind of talked, hit it off. And then I got her Snapchat, you know, modern day here. Modern day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah. It went really well. And honestly, I didn't know if I was ever going to talk to her again Mm -hmm. because it's kind of quick, fast paced, like relationships and, you know, like the young, young, uh, Atmosphere. In my head,
0: I was like, I've never seen this guy again. It's yeah. all good. Like, whatever. Yeah,
3: but you broke up with the other guy.
1: Yeah, yeah next I actually day, did right? the
0: next day. So, and she, so
3: she had an
1: idea. Yeah, yeah, she had an idea.
0: I really didn't think, though. I just yeah. like, I'm in college. That's just what like college guys are like.
1: Well, I had the inside scoop too. Cause you know, my best friend's girlfriend was her roommate. So oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew yeah. everything that she was thinking for the most part. So I was like, well, and, and my friend was like, well, I don't know if she thinks you're going to talk to her again. So I mean, but she kind of wants you to. So I like, yeah. You know. then we just kind of hit off in that same, well, it'd been Sunday, I think. Yeah. And then we started talking through Snapchat. And, and then, then, then
0: it was just distance. Yeah. So how long till, till
2: you see each other again?
0: I think it was two weeks.
1: Yeah, it was. a I, No, it was the next weekend, oh, I think.
0: Maybe we only because I was at OU. Sorry, mm-hmm. backstory. I was at OU and then I transferred to OSU. Yeah. So I was at OU for three semesters. So about a year and a half. And then he was still at OSU his entire time. Mm -hmm. So we were distanced and then I transferred. Why
3: did you transfer?
2: Yeah. What was the motivation?
0: I wanted to get a BS (laughs) in psychology. Uh And then I ended up not getting a BS in psychology.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So Um, you transferred because of the program that OSU is offering? Ohio State's
0: more of a... I saw it as more of an academic opportunity because they also had forensics minors and mm. I'm really into forensics psychology. So yeah. they didn't have forensics at OU. So that's why I kind of transferred and there was a ginger at Ohio State. I,
2: had a crush on <laughs> oh, so
1: that. I was, you know,
0: <laughs> no, I was, was like,
1: part of it then. A little no, bit, right? Uh-huh. No, right no. Maybe. That's
2: I'll an added that bonus. Right? Okay. Well, what was yeah. it about the other person that attracted you to them?
1: I think personally, her personality and like her smile. and I mean, her physical attributes, obviously the sexual attraction was there. But... I think definitely her personality it was so easy when I first met her. It's like, we just like, when we, like I said, when we talked for like three or four hours, like,
0: yeah, I felt like, I knew, so you for, I, felt like I knew you for years. Yeah. Kind of
1: weird. Oh yeah. And it was weird. There was no like borders between us at all. You know, like when you first meet someone, you're kind of like put up a little, a little
3: awkward or something. Yeah. yeah.
1: But at like, least for me, like I didn't feel like I had to filter anything like not in like a, a verbal sense, like filter what I'm saying or anything, but like, like just, it was so natural. Mm-hmm. It was so smooth. Like I just, wasn't really thinking that much. You know, when you first meet someone, you're like yeah. overanalyzing everything. do do I say this? And you're, you know, yes. it was super easy.
0: <laughs> kind of going off of that. What really stood out to me was, so we were talking for those three hours or we were in this lounge area. And yeah. I, I told I asked him, tell me your life story. Just tell me like who you are or whatever. And he genuinely did for an hour. <laughs> just told me his life story. No filter, just Hi, I'm Liam. I well, <laughs> it was born. It was, it was more smoothly.
1: It wasn't like I was giving a presentation. or No, but right it, it, it,
0: it was, that like stood out to me. Cause I've asked people like, oh, tell me your life story. Just like, just to see what their reaction is. And they're always just like, uh, I, I like football, you know, just something <laughs> like that. But he James like. Told me his life story and just. It was
3: so this cool. guy drew out a timeline and everything.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. no, there
0: was a whiteboard with a markers, I you five. know, <laughs> pictures.
1: I, but, I knew I had red hair at age four.
0: So. But yeah, it was very. <laughs> it was very natural and just. I feel like I could just be my genuine self with him and stuff. For sure. That's
3: cool. How far were the two schools from each other?
0: They're about a I almost a year and a half. an hour I mean, and 50. an hour and a half.
3: Hour and a half to an hour fifty depends. Hour and so a half, hour yeah. fifty, and yeah. neither one of you had car vehicles at the time? Or? So
1: I did. I, so I would make the commute down often, usually like every weekend or every other weekend. But then we kind of figured out this whole bus system that she can actually take a bus for pretty cheap to Columbus area or Lancaster if I was going back in my house because I live like 30 minutes east of Columbus. So that's actually kind of closer. And if you guys probably don't know the geo. Not really. Yeah. yeah no. So yeah, anyways, she would just bus back and forth and we'd kind of figure out ways to make it a little cheaper. But yeah, that's how we kind of caught up every weekend. Every guess, weekend? Every weekend. For like two years or so for, before yeah, you transferred, like a year and some change. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, w- it was a year to two or a year. I keep on saying a year, a week or two weeks, like kind of that type of thing. Yeah. Like every uh-huh. other weekend or every how
1: busy weekend. you know we were if we had stuff going on, for We kind of give stuff. her, like, yeah. give each well, other. What space. was the biggest
2: challenge of that?
1: The physical gap, <laughs> the distance. The 100%. distance was hard. Missing each other. The physical, like not being able to see each other. Yeah,
0: makes it hard to communicate too. Yeah. I, I'm personally not the best texter. I'm not the best. That type of stuff. Just Mm -hmm. I'm more of a face to face contact type of person. And that made it really hard. Yeah,
3: definitely. So the beginning uh, of school, really, I mean, you're spending the weekends connecting with other peers, right? Mm -hmm. Going to parties and, you know, building your friendship group. Now, you guys started out (laughs) with this immediate serious relationship
0: no yeah yeah, it was weird i literally said goodbye to my mom and she left me and then an hour later i met liam It was the weirdest thing yeah like
1: later on that became a difficulty too it was like are we really knowing what we're doing right now yeah Yeah. because we're young Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be the time of like you know doing you're finding out who you are and stuff and we we kind of ran on that like further down the road but we can get to that
2: how'd you guys navigate that
0: it was
1: a lot of communication talking about our feelings and stuff as far like as I mean, I think that's how we navigated some of it. I don't know. It's kind of hard trying to pinpoint.
2: Did you ever break up over it? Um,
0: I actually yeah. broke up with him for, I think, like a month or two <laughs> months. It was like a little bit of a break. I genuinely felt that. I felt just I, I hadn't been i had been 18 when I met him, 17 when I met him. Yeah. And then it just went straight into a serious relationship. I was never alone. I was always with him. Just I wanted to figure out who I was. Before I wanted to, you know, get into this series, like I was so happy where we were. But at the same time, I just didn't know who I was completely. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like I needed a little bit of time alone to see what it was like without him. Because yeah. my entire adult life, it was just Liam, you know, and just my friends and that type of thing.
3: Did that month happen while you guys were apart or after you transferred? It was while we were apart.
0: Uh, no, when it I was, transferred.
1: Yeah, it was when you transferred. But like I was on my internship oh. all that summer. So she was for the spring and summer. So she actually transferred in the spring after her first year in a semester. Mm-hmm. So, but I took my internship that spring and summer. So as soon as she came in, I actually was out, which was like our big thing. We were like, Oh, we get to be together and stuff. Finally, for like the first time. But then not. Yeah. yeah and then not. <laughs> Just then, to give
0: like a general outline so you can kind of understand it's go. So I was at OU at the start of my freshman year. He mm-hmm. was at OSU. OSU. Right. And then so year and a half, he's this entire time he's at OSU. And then, I transferred to OSU and then he actually went to a co-op that was an hour and a half away. So right when I transferred to <laughs> Ohio State, he left. Seems familiar. Yeah, he left and went to a co-op that's an hour and a half away. So we still were an hour and a half away. And then he came back at the end of that summer. And then we yeah. were back at OSU. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, because Well, sure. And and during that time
2: is when you guys broke up?
0: Yeah, when yeah. he left for his co-op is when we broke up. Like
2: May,
1: like right around like now. Yeah. Like right around now, I think. Because mm-hmm. Yeah, because the July, I think you invited me to come back to mm-hmm. family your family for broke July. up
0: around my,
1: or it was like late May it was it was, like really it was, late. It was after it was my birthday yeah, and like, then we
0: got back together in July, yeah, so like a month or two. How'd you get back together? I asked him,
2: <laughs> yeah, <she did. laughs> what was that like for you? so she also broke up with you and asked you back,
1: yeah, so um, like at first, it was pretty difficult, you know, but I kind of like. Understood where she was coming from, but I didn't want to understand, you know, because mm-hmm. like she was like my really like my first like true love, if you will. So it was hard at first, but then I kind of saw the light a little bit and understanding that you shouldn't be like codependent on each other. And I needed to like kind of reconnect with myself as well. Cause I did change mm-hmm. like heavily and like not in a bad way. I don't regret any of it, but like, yeah. So I just kind of reconnected with myself and that kind of helped. I think it helped us out after it's all said and done. But yeah, it was difficult at first for sure. So
2: being in a relationship, changed you as a person? Yeah. In what way? Yeah.
1: Kind of understanding the whole, I, I mean, like the space situation, like before I really wanted to try to like mold her into what I thought she should be versus like actually being the supporting role and letting her just like kind of become the best person she should be like to her. Like, and I don't know, that was kind of the biggest thing for me. It was like, I felt like I was trying to like, have too much control of like mm-hmm. what she should like in my perception of what mm-hmm. she should be. But I kind of understood like the beauty of just like what she is becoming. It's you just, know what I mean?
0: It's learning how to change together rather than trying to hold each other back from mm-hmm. changing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Cause with relationships, I mean, it's up and down. It's yeah. never right. perfect. And it's, you're, I mean, we're young, so we're changing so quickly. Mm-hmm. I could say a year ago, I am not the same person I am today. It's just we're in this time of rapid change. And it's kind of hard to navigate that also in a relationship too, because you're changing so rapidly mm-hmm. and you're changing in different directions and stuff. So she just was learning how to change together yeah. and working and through changing together. Kind
1: of like in a, also in a college environment, it's very easy to get dragged off that track. Like as in like everything's changing so fast, you go to different things when you're not with that person. Sure. And there's a lot of impulses that would possibly take over if you know what I mean. A lot of distractions, a lot
3: of shifting sand, you know, moving pieces are going on in your life. Yeah. College
0: is the most inconsistent time of your life. I feel like, you know, you're never in one place for more than a year. You're changing, you're physically changing, you're changing Mm -hmm. houses, you're changing classes, you're changing friends, friends are changing rapidly. So you're just genuinely changing very rapidly and yeah just-
3: so was this the first serious relationship for both of you me no yeah okay. for me it was the first for one. you it was your first. I, I was never really the type
1: to date girls uh-huh. um but i was always like the type to talk to girls and then like once i found out they liked me i'd be like okay
0: nope, gotta go, gotta go right? <laughs> it's kind of
1: bad i feel bad in, in retrospect but i mean i was immature i was younger it's like Uh Well, guys don't
2: even get that until they're in their thirties sometimes. Right. still way ahead of curve.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) Because I know a lot of my friends have issues with that. Right. And that was weird for
0: me because I was always a serious relationship type. Like I took every relationship that I was in super, super seriously.
1: Yeah. I've learned a lot from her. Yeah. So
0: then I think when I met him, we started dating. I I just expected it to be serious, you know? So it's just kind of, it's just different.
1: It was different for me. It was definitely different for me. I was not. I mean, we talked for like, what, three and a half months and I was just like, didn't know if I should ask her out or not. And she was like, I swear, if he doesn't ask me out, I'm not talking to him again. I was like, shoot. All right. I got to do it. I got to do it.
0: He actually took me. So I was meeting all his family and stuff in the beginning (laughs) and he took me to a road trip to New York to meet all of his family. And to
1: New York, uh, yes. it's my yeah. Buffalo family. So okay. the loud Polish uh-huh. drink. Let's do this. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh, so we're so? not
0: dating. He's taking me to right. New York to meet his family. So You're not a couple yet. No. Right, got it. We're and just, he's taking me to New York. To how did he meet?
2: introduce you to them? <laughs> this is the oh, best part. Okay. So we were, so we arrive
0: in New York and he, He's sitting in the car and I'm and I'm just looking and I'm like, do you want to be my boyfriend? Do you want to? And he's like,
3: you said that.
0: Yeah, I asked him well, when we were in the car. <laughs> yeah, in the car, I asked him, do you want to be my boyfriend so we can introduce everybody that we are. He's like, no. He's like, but I'm still gonna introduce you as my girlfriend. No. <laughs> and I go, no. And he said no to I didn't, me.
1: I don't know if I said no. I think yes, I, I think I, I think I kind of brushed it off. You know, I was like, I was like, maybe we should save it for like a more special time, but can I ask, can I at least introduce you as my girlfriend so they don't just give us so much crap about, and said, you know, not being, you're like, no, and I'm Good like, I still did it. I did it a little bit, and she was like, nope, we are he not dating. To- we are just friends or whatever, and I was like, oh, shoot. He tried know. introducing
0: to me, yeah. introducing me to yeah. his family, and I just go, nope, sorry, this, this <laughs> hi, I'm his friend, I'm vegan. <laughs> yeah, I, and, I
2: think that's a really important thing. Yeah. A lot, not a lot of young women have that type of self-esteem or confidence to set those kind of boundaries. And when they don't, I think they end up if you talk about molding people. Yeah. You know, there's a term called frogging. Okay. Where you turn the prince into the frog instead of the frog into the prince. And so having those type of boundaries and standards at this age of your life is really awesome because a lot of a lot of girls like, I just want them to like me.
3: And they compromise themselves a
2: lot. Yeah.
3: Well, I I think that also brings up another concept called sliding versus deciding Mm -hmm. and that most couples, they kind of slide into different milestones in their relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, my, my lease is up, you know, so maybe we should just move in together and they're not really committed, you know, but what you're saying is that you needed that, we need the definition, right? We're boyfriend, girlfriend at this point, right? And then couples move on to the next step and the next step and next step, but it's like this formalized. Process and you know yeah. that both agree to,
0: yeah. It's actually funny you say that we were actually going to live together this last school year, mm-hmm. and I,
1: for it was like convenience sake, though, yeah. We,
0: we were kind of like, oh, like we were, we're actually ready in. for we'll it, just moving we'll right. together. And then I think we both noticed that,
1: yeah. We were like, This is probably not a good yeah. idea.
0: We both noticed that, and I just said, I, I just think we're not yeah. ready for this. I would rather, you know, like you said, not slide into it. Right. I would rather we just we have plenty of
1: time, we have That's plenty kind of time.
0: Thing. Let's just. I'm going to drop out of this lease. I'll go do my own thing. And then when the time is right, rather than just forcing us to be in that environment, let's, you know.
3: No, I think you guys are Generation X
0: Yeah. I believe. Yeah. I believe so. We're not
3: millennials. We're the one. No.
1: We're
0: kind of borderline a little bit. Yeah. Like there's different definitions
1: per se. I I don't really know, but like, whatever, millennial X, that's what we'll call each other. Right. (laughs) So the
3: millennials typically are the ones that are kind of going through that sliding versus sliding type of, you know, movement in the relationship. So, Mm -hmm. you know, based on what you guys see with your friends and, and people in your generation, you know, how do they approach relationships?
1: Really, I came from like a more, I think, there's a different like, like raising that I, I don't know if I have differently, but it was more like in my area, like it was very
0: traditional, traditional
1: conservative style. Mm-hmm. So like generally you find a high school sweetheart, you stick through with that and there may be more sliding in that. But when but so you, like,
0: you
2: didn't like girl hop.
1: Yeah, there wasn't a lot of like girl hopping at all. Um, if there was, it wasn't very like serious and it wasn't like frequently, like not mm-hmm. everyone did it. It was very like common to find someone and you guys kind of just connected. But like, that's all my friends. All my close friends were from that area. So like, I never really had like a lot of friends that would go from like girl to girl to girl to girl. And if they did, they weren't really my close friends. I know some people, Mm -hmm. but a lot of my really close friends are just strictly like, I mean, he's like my one friend, my best friend. uh, He's been with this girl for like five years, six years. And then my other friend has only had like two or three girlfriends and Mm -hmm. they've all been serious. And like, they're definitely like the type that are looking for someone in the future. So there not was just,
2: support for this type of relationship. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like that was one of the problems I ran into when I like we were breaking up. I was like, no, it's not supposed to be like this kind of thing. <laughs> like I was against myself, but I realized like now is like yeah. I was running through like the immature cycle of it, like not understanding. And I think she came from a different side of that. Yeah, no, know.
0: my friends was very hopping from one to another. Do, do you see a difference
2: being raised in the Chicago area versus being raised in Ohio?
0: Oh my gosh. Yes, for sure. I think. I mean, in terms of our example of t- parents and stuff. And for me, I mean, for me, I, a lot of my friends, parents, my parents, everybody's getting divorced kind of around me mm-hmm, versus mm-hmm. I think for him, like most parents are still together and stuff. So yeah, I, I mean, that's like yeah. definitely like diff- you see a different example of what relationships are. That's what I pick up. I from.
1: think there, yeah, there are, there are definitely divorces where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if it's just because there's like, I mean, maybe there's less divorces because of the lack of people. You know what I mean? It's more like mm-hmm. rural, but it's really not that rural. It's only 30 minutes outside Columbus. But yeah. like, it may be that, but you don't run into a bunch of people day in and day out mm-hmm. to like connect with other than who you may have been with or currently with. Right. So like, I don't know if that would be a reason, but there are some of my friends, I think they just, there's a lot of emphasis on searching not just for like the sexual appeal of it, but for the future, like the marriage aspect mm-hmm. of it. And a lot of my friends are looking for the marriage aspect of it. And I don't know if that's just a coincidence that I have friends that are like that or <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you but,
2: think that's part of why it took you longer in the beginning to say? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I know exactly. Yes. Yeah.
1: That was one of the difficulties I've had and I've always had is like, I focus on like the one thing I'm like, I just don't know, but. Because it's going to be
2: pretty permanent for you if you yeah. say yes
1: yeah well in my yeah in my head yeah. I was thinking like this is for like the long term I don't mm-hmm. date for short term it's not just for immediate satisfaction like well it is I mean yeah, that comes with it immediate right. satisfaction with the person but it was definitely a longevity of it that I was always been like raised kind of how would
2: you guys describe those first few months when you were not considered boyfriend and girlfriend what how would you define that relationship that you had
0: we were kind I would say we were like pretty exclusive I would say And then pretty like
1: not always we kind of like set boundaries though that we were going to be like
0: when we said because it kind of this is kind of like the timeline. At least this is what I get a perception of relationships. mm -hmm. It goes like you're talking. And so that's just kind of like literally just texting, talking, what it sounds like. Mm -hmm, And then it goes into you define as exclusive. And that's where you're not talking or doing anything with with anybody anybody else. else, And then it goes into you. Start you become boyfriend, girlfriend in an actual relationship. That line That's is, kind of
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like what we're missing. It was a line to be drawn. Like we were really exclusive. So I'd say we were like dating, like just going out on dates, like frequently seeing each other, but keeping it exclusive. And then like when we formally I don't know, everyone's definition changes, but then like when you formally ask like boyfriend, girlfriend, I feel what like. was the formal? So she was convinced I was actually drunk when I did this, but I wasn't. But she's still a whole <laughs> it was Halloween weekend at OU. So it was Halloween weekend. <laughs> it's the biggest party, like one of the biggest parties in the, you know, Midwest area. I had it, like, planned out, but it was, like, I was also, like, my friend told me, he's, like, hey, like, I heard, like, if you don't ask Tegan out soon, like, she's just gonna, like, drop you, and I'm, like, oh, well, I like her too much to that for that to happen, so, like, I was we were down at OU and then like I found out about this like kissing spot on like they're like they're oval if you were like they're green their common area and I was like oh circle. I was like okay you know smooth Liam a flashback
2: smooth Liam over what's, here like, what's the lore about the kissing circle so the thing yeah, is no you
0: body. um so it's in our college green which is kind of like our mm-hmm. chill area mm-hmm. you can do homework there and stuff and it's called the kissing circle and you go in the circle and you kiss your significant other it's like a lot of marriage or photos are like there yeah. that's
3: a focal
1: point
0: that's like the it's the and then it'll circle. be
3: forever yeah. then right? right. yeah if, the kiss, kiss if you kiss her. Her. well yeah. we
0: found out so he actually asked me out in the kissing circle on halloween weekend and the funny yeah. thing is learned out later that if you ask the the thing is if you ask somebody out in the kissing circle you end up marrying that person yeah
1: i didn't know that yeah. oh.
0: and i didn't know that and then i heard about that later because you know people ask me oh my god i hardly asked you out and where, where did it happen oh the kissing circle Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah. That was so funny. That, that, and so, you guys met in May, and then this is October. Yeah, we met in August. Er, and then yeah, in, oh, August, August. School, it was May yeah. that you broke up.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah that, was, that, was, that was that was like what um a year and some change later. Yeah,
2: that was like
0: another year. Yeah, so
2: three three months into it is when you guys became official. Okay, let's, let's see, Friday, Saturday, August, August, yeah, we
0: September. August was, we met each other. August, like first week of mm-hmm. August, we met each other. October, we started dating late October, and then a year, not the fall, like two. She was Mays going later, into her Mays junior year.
1: She was going into her junior. It was a summer oh. going into her junior. So, so, ch-
0: so we were so you guys over have been a year. dating
2: a year, lucky like, a year, a year and, and, a and a half. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah, Before you became like official, official, right? Yeah.
2: No, they became no. official after three months. But this I mean, when she broke up with someone. Oh, got it. Sorry, you time now. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. It's,
0: it's very confusing. It's very difficult.
2: What's the most important thing that you learned during that time?
0: me Mm -hmm. i learned i think patience for sure because and i learned i'm glad that happened in my previous relationships it was we were talking or dating kind of for maybe a month max like two weeks month and then they asked me out Mm -hmm. so it was kind of just i was used to okay you like me let's start dating you know type of thing like really quick so it was three months and I'm just sitting there I'm like, does he even like me? Like I, in my past, everybody would ask me out right away and he's not. So what's going on? But just learning patience. And it's actually important, I think, to wait because then you get to know that person more rather than just starting to date right away. And then you realize, oh, this is really not the person for me. Yeah. And then you're dating for two months and then it's over.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, interesting side note, Chris and Leslie, who we also interviewed podcast podcast right. number four I don't know what they'll be when it comes out but Chris did the same thing
0: really he waited yeah,
2: yeah. and you guys can hear that but yeah he was <laughs> and it was kind of the same thing like your mom's like if he doesn't do
0: something <laughs> yeah yeah it, it was just I was I was insecure too I was like is, is he like not even like me like what's going I on not,
1: I hope that wasn't the goal, <laughs> wasn't
0: the goal. <laughs> no I I know now retrospect but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know
1: I, I don't know I feel like I chalk it up as a loss if I uh, ask someone out and then it doesn't work out. So like, I really wanted to make sure that she was, you know, I, I just don't see like relationships like doing a short. I know it's like, you're supposed to find out who you want to be with dating. But like, I guess to me, it was like, I'm going to, if I'm going to date, it's a pretty good chance I want to And, take it and she's like
2: the first real girl you asked.
1: Yeah. Me. Like, see, I've, I've only, so, but it's kind of weird though. Cause like, you know, most people would ask girls out to figure out. But like, I did talk to a lot of girls through high school. So I got an idea from that. So I would talk to girls for about two months or so. Same same way I did with that, and that may be unconventional. I don't know, but that's kind of like where I started get my baselines of like what I realized I like about some girls versus not. You know, other things like what I was looking for, and I think that's so. She was my first, yeah, like few serious relationship, like included. But I think there were like test trials to lead up mm-hmm. to that point. Sure, and a lot of people probably don't do that, so I don't know. That's probably why she was like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't
0: know. Yeah,
2: what what would you guys say like of your friends or people you went to school with, how early are people becoming sexually active and is it within relationships or is it just hooking up?
1: I think it's it becoming earlier, earlier and really, earlier yeah. with like the rise of like the technology and like the rise of technology, like social media in particular, the accessibility to other kids like that may not be in your school or like out of your school. And you can portray more of a sexual like image to other kids, which would maybe make them act more like aggressively towards mm-hmm. trying to get sexual favors or something like that but i think it's definitely becoming earlier and it's definitely becoming like out of relationship but the what's the
0: earliest that you I, heard someone your age was or someone around i your remember age? the first rumor was these this couple like had did like oral sex on our bus when i was in i think i was in seventh grade Wow. Which is super early. And no. No. I don't no. think they I don't think it was relationships. I don't I, I don't remember really actual relationships, serious relationships coming along till later. And it was till
3: later, like when?
0: I think people started seriously dating, I think around freshman or sophomore high school, wow. like that type of thing. So sexual yeah. activity was going on in the like seventh and eighth grade. Wow, yeah. yeah.
1: That's
0: Me, pretty early. That's yeah, mine's a little bit really later, early. <laughs> a
1: tad bit later <laughs> a <little> than that. <laughs> but um I think it was mostly people in relationships in my school. That would like we'd at least hear about. And it was generally like sophomore, junior year that we actually started hearing about. And yours that. was
2: with committed relationships.
1: For them. Yeah. But recently, like, so I have a couple of friends that kids I played baseball with back in the day, and they were like somewhere younger. And I think it changed literally like right after our year because it really like directly correlated to like the hookup culture directly correlates like partying. Mm-hmm. And like, we didn't, as my class didn't really party that much, mm-hmm. but like my friend, my best friend's sister's in high school. And like, we remember she was going to parties like freshman year. And like, there was a lot of rumors around that. Cause I had friends whose brothers or sisters were in high school and they do, would talk. Do you, to you
2: remember about it. what apps
1: oh, um, might've
2: come out that year that weren't there the year before?
1: I think that was right around the emergence of Tinder. Um, which is, I think everyone, it's probably the biggest one. And then in the
2: high school kids were doing Tinder.
1: I don't know back then, but currently, uh, yes, mm-hmm. there's a lot of kids doing like that, like engaging in like Tinder and stuff now. I don't know about that. I don't think it was more back then. I think it was more around the party structure of things like mm-hmm. parents aren't going to be there. So, you know, you what? you guys had mm-hmm. Facebook
2: in grade school. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I still
3: look back at that stuff. And
1: enough.
2: then, and then what, <laughs> and then your generation switches to what?
3: They, they switched to Twitter and then Instagram, Instagram, and then Snapchat
2: now. Snapchat or? and like
1: mm-hmm. other data. And then
2: how, how old were things? each of you when you got on those apps?
0: I'm a late bloomer. I am not a social media person. I hate Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook. I actually deleted them for a really long time. And then I only added them back. So I was like a genuinely seriously back on them when I was going in for my freshman year of college because I needed to find a roommate. And that's kind of how you find roommates. You yeah. go on Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram and stuff like that. So you were
2: on Instagram and Twitter in high school?
0: No, I didn't okay. even get any of that stuff till. So you
2: didn't do any social media in high school?
0: Uh, a little bit, but not seriously. They were kind of like on but my phone. But your friends were? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm weird. I'm weird. I don't. What, <laughs> what would
2: be the main one that they would use?
0: I would say Instagram is a big one. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think it was. Yeah. It's Probably
1: great. Instagram. Yeah, I, I mean, I started on like Instagram and Twitter, like probably I think sophomore year I got Instagram. I had uh, Facebook since like eighth grade just because like I didn't think it was that. I mean, that was like the hip thing, actually. So yeah, we had, they had, I had, it was on like a Facebook and then through fifth to like, or sixth to like seventh and eighth grade, we would do this thing called Google like chat and we'd all get in there. I mean, that was like the first form of like outside communication (laughs) besides like having a phone, but I had to walk home. So it was different for me having a phone. (laughs) And then, yeah, probably Instagram. I was heavy on like sophomore year, freshman year. Mm -hmm. And then Twitter I've had, but I never really get into it. It's too political for me. So I just try to stay off of that really, but.
0: Sorry. I was actually about <laughs> to say. So, a big thing at my school, we got these tablets, and a big thing was going on on Keek, or I think I say Kick. Keek. I right? okay. never heard of it. It's like a text messaging kind of mm-hmm. thing. I got my, I was a freshman or a sophomore, and I got my first dick pick over kick and i didn't it was like a dick random pick over kick yes a yeah. dick pic over kick and i I was at that point i i don't know i did you know the person no it was like this random person it's like and anonymous and i remember i was yeah it is anonymous and i was go i was just like texting one of my friends or whatever on kick and then all of a sudden this like message pops up and it's this random guy and just his dick and i was like oh Oh my God, what do I do? This and is then, in high school. This yes. Happened. Yeah. Yes. And I was, in, I go to a Catholic school. I was in religion class and I hope
2: all you parents out there are listening to what your kids are actually being exposed <laughs> to. Oh my gosh.
0: And I was in my religion class and my religious teacher walks up behind me and sees. The oh, dick pic oops. on my tablet, and she looks at me and she goes Tegan? and I was I was like, I don't know what happened. I, it just popped up. I don't know, so I had to go to the office, and they called the police. It was this whole wow. shebang. Oh, what wow. did they
2: do? How did they deal with that legally?
0: Um, so the pl- kick, how it works, is there's no GPS tracking or anything. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, it tracked back to I think kick headquarters or something like that. So mm-hmm. they couldn't even track this guy.
3: So it's kind of like. Snapchat. It's just kind of it's anonymous to a certain extent. The thing is, you have
0: friends on Snapchat. On Kik, anybody randomly can message you. If they find... So this guy could have been just like searching T and then saw my picture, clicked on it it and then just sent it to me.
1: That was like in the emergence of like all of that, though, to right. be honest with you, so there wasn't a lot of privacy stipulations that they have now mm-hmm. because of that, and like the tracking capabilities because it was so new, and like so, yeah, she was probably you. Yeah, I was right in the heat of like all the expl- explosions so of social media for right. like teens and stuff. And
2: do you have a, a similar story or know of one?
1: No, I mean. It was usually Snapchat was intended for like, I feel like roughly along those lines until for they sure. started getting like ethical issues with that. Yeah. But, it
0: disappears after 10 seconds. Yeah. You and can you, send anything you, you want. you can't screenshot
1: it. So yeah. like it's just a there. It's like peekaboo. And then so people would probably send stuff over that. And I know people did through my high school, like, you know, girls to guys or guys to girls, etc. But I mean, it was kind of like that. We knew of it we never had police intervention on any of that stuff until we, like, there was an email chain of, mm-hmm. like,
3: like sexting photos and stuff mm-hmm. between whoever, mostly girls to guys. seemed like the evolution of social media in, in the use of youth was to get away from the parents. Yeah. It's like Facebook, you know, yeah. the youth were on it, and then the parents got on it, and now they're like, we're out of here. Yeah. yeah. go to Twitter, and then, you know, it became political, more adults were on there, yeah. then, and then they, they just keep switching. So what's the next one, right? Right. What's the next one that we can get, <laughs> get <laughs> yeah. there so that the parents can't see what we're doing.
1: So actually on Instagram, there's a funny thing going on now. It's um, called Finsta. Your fake Instagram where you hide it from your oh, parents. Yeah. And it's so, yeah, okay, so yeah. So we're educating um, everyone right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're giving you the deep, dark secrets <laughs> here. But um, kids generally will make a fake profile what they use for like partying and stuff. I'm guilty of this for like maybe like a month and then I never actually got on it again. But it's a, uh, you just make like a fake Instagram kind of what making fun your, of yourself a little bit. What was your
0: handle? Do you remember?
1: I don't, I don't really know. I haven't been on it in a minute. Like, pretty yeah. like, I feel
0: like yeah.
1: it was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just for like jokes. But with it's my friends.
0: funny names. Yeah.
1: It's just like all your Partying, or some people put scandalous photos on there and stuff. Nothing outside the Instagram. Like, there was
0: the a, room, there but. was a girl that from my high school that put up a video on her Finsta of herself giving her um, boyfriend a lap dance. Oh
3: my god!
1: Yeah, but that's, uh, that's and then did t- people share
0: that? Oh yeah, it went yeah. it went all over the school.
1: Well, now you have like screen recording. So like mm-hmm. you can actually just re- physically record your iPhone screen. So it's like really nothing's safe. Nothing's ever. Right. Right. But that's to get permanent. away from the nothing's parents. Nothing's ever deleted. Stuff from Instagram. Right. And it's just permanent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's out and there. It, it's never going to go away, even if people think it goes away.
2: Yeah, it's no. It I remember that. It was like it's all archived. School. Well, I'm very glad they didn't have those things when I was your guy's age. <laughs> I, I wish yeah. we didn't <laughs> have that. Yeah. I wish
1: we didn't have it. Because you
2: don't know enough yet. And then you're going to get down the line. You're going to go, that stuff shouldn't be out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And it, it'll be too late. And
1: you know. that goes along with like the sexuality nowadays. Is that all like, and how people are becoming more sexual and stuff at a younger age. Mm-hmm. And it's because with, they're so without, exposed. Oh, well, they're exposed. Without heart. It,
2: yeah. Without yeah. a heart, without a, a yeah, love with, relationship.
1: Without a connection. Without just, knowing
3: the long term ramifications of it, too. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. And
1: it's not breeding more successful relationships, I guess, maybe sexually.
3: Yeah. We see that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah.
1: You know, it's, um,
2: it breeds a lot more loneliness.
1: Yeah. And uh, the, like the whole, like, so people are doing things now to try to fit in and stuff and do all that kind of the FOMO, fear of missing out, if you will.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's a thing Fear of missing out. Fear of yeah. missing FOMO. out. FOMO. Yeah. yeah. Also, so. another thing I noticed is I feel like relationships are changing just based on media because I feel like there's a, an existence of a Instagram couple that type is like yeah. a media couple yeah. versus a real life couple i think that's changing so, so
2: there's social media facade yes
0: yeah. exactly and also i feel like a lot of couples don't know how to react in person anymore they just text all the time yeah and then in person they don't know what to talk about They're just in their presence know what to do so, so they right, just kind know. of sit next to each which other which is
1: fine some people can just oh, be yeah, in their but presence it's just okay, it's but. just
0: different yeah. you know that's why so they thing, don't know how
2: to interact. Yeah, exactly. People
1: are like re- relating their relationships, I feel like, in an unrealistic way, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just because they, what they see on the screen, maybe doing all these extravagant things. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why can't we be like that?
3: Well, Facebook envy. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah.
1: Right. And, you know, they model relationships, maybe off celebrities and stuff, but in, you don't actually know what happens behind closed doors. Right. You know? But mm-hmm. that, a lot of people don't realize that. And it's starting younger mm-hmm. and younger to, to try to make that Perfect model of a relationship, if you will. But,
3: well, we kind of know what happens behind closed doors. We hear <laughs> couples all the time, yeah. and you know the impact of social media now has had it, very negative, you know, consequences in in couples' relationships.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's named in thirty percent of divorces. Wow. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I bet. yeah,
3: yeah. It's very hard to go to a restaurant these days and not see a couple sitting at the same table and they're on their phones. It's the worst. Right?
1: Well, hopefully they're listening to this
2: podcast on their phones right now. (laughs) But yeah, it is, it is, it's an interesting thing because it hits the dopamine system, right? Mm -hmm. Which is our reward pleasure center and it feels good. Yeah. But when that depletes itself, it's like a garden hose that loses all its pressure and then you tend to get anxious and depressed. Yeah. Whereas when you actually communicate with someone and have, you know, affection and those you're you're dealing with the oxytocin center and that's bonding and connection that makes you feel safe and secure and happier Mm -hmm. and i think that they're they're missing out on that not not just in you know potential partner relationships but in their families a lot of families everyone's in their own room on a screen somewhere
3: i think another issue is that adults are finding out about these social media platforms through their minor children Right. Mm-hmm. right, And that's how they're being educated on this. And they haven't figured out their own appropriate boundaries and working with social media. So how can they actually help their, their kids figure out what's appropriate as well?
1: Yeah. And that might be the lag. I was like, that yeah, it might be the sure. lag of it. And then maybe that's for us. You know, the kids growing up, maybe they that realize it. Some, but, it out, right? A lot of people may not realize it until it's too late. Well, and it's, then, you
2: know, it's like if you were giving McDonald's every day, yeah. hey, it tastes good. Why not? Yeah. And you don't really realize the damage it does over long periods of time. Yeah. I think the statistic, last statistic I heard was 26% of six-year-olds stumble onto porn
0: it's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. There's places on... There's Instagram or like Twitter pages that are just called... I think... What's the one? I'm trying to remember what it's called. I mean, there's a
1: bunch of different pages it's that are just like all sex facts and they're just like... Yeah, sex upon, facts. And like... Yeah, are, it's just, uh,
0: Sexual gifts. That's what it's. J- yeah, it's gifts. just a bunch of soft but
1: porn, hard maybe sometimes. No, literally,
0: across. there's there will be there's literally videos of people having sex on these things. Like yeah. it's and insane. they're not blocked. And they're not blocked. No, you know. no, they're just, they're
1: just on And the, there's so many. You, know. you could
0: literally look up on Twitter. Like just type in s e x and it's just like yeah,
1: like hashtag sex. Tons and it's everywhere.
0: Tons and there's people that I I del- I deleted Twitter because of this. People were retweeting them. And it's they're yep. they're wow. legitimately having sex. Like it is a clip from porn that they. It's
1: can't. all public. It's all it's as long as the crazy. kid has the account. I mean, he could literally stumble across. it. Yeah. So it's really, just becoming really more and
0: more normal. And, and what would you say the age
2: range of people posting that stuff is?
0: Mm. So you can't even
2: you can't know.
1: even
0: tell. anymore. a
1: lot of them are like fake accounts, like okay. just like oh, like, but is it
2: like old people? Is it young people? Is it all of the above?
0: I think it's. Everybody. I
1: imagine it's probably a, a oh, lot of a lot of people. I know, just different. I know weird. there's
0: this one. I was watching this video on YouTube and they were reacting to like, what the heck? Why are there so many sex things on Twitter? Mm-hmm. And they were going through comments on the page of, so it'd be like the, the, the gif or whatever of them literally having sex, two people having sex. And then they would look at the comments and they would click on the profile pictures of these people and there'd be like an old man, yeah. like, like, maybe Ugh. in his fifties. And then the next person it would be maybe a six year old. I'm not even kidding. Like the little kid had, and then the person's like, "What?" Like I think his (laughs) name was like Jimmy, and it's like, "Jimmy, why are you looking at this stuff?"
3: Yeah,
0: it was terrible. Yeah,
3: yeah. You know what Gene's talking about is the scary thing is we don't know the long term ramifications. Yeah, but because it's so accessible, it it is really hard to be able to figure out what the appropriate boundaries are. You know, Mm -hmm. and and just to go on social media without it being you know thrown in your face. I mean that that's a very difficult thing to do too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Devon Franklin in his book, uh, Truth About Men, he talks about the porn industry being a $95 billion a year business and, and industry. And that is just very scary because it it encompasses Netflix and Amazon, all all of that combined. You know, it, it just supersedes it. So it, it is very a scary thing. And, you know, your generation really is the one most challenged with it now, because how do you guys move forward? And then have to teach the new generation how to figure out how to navigate it. Yeah. Yeah. Now that that is scary. And
0: it's when you think about it, I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey, that came out. Like not that much. A lot of movies
1: now are like upping their limits.
0: There's Game of Thrones. You can literally go on HBO and see people, naked people. People having sex—it's just, just I, normal. It's, it's just yeah. normal, and you don't really think about it until you take a step back. Because when you're in it, it's like, okay, whatever. It's just. How has that how it affected
2: is? you guys personally? Personally, I've
1: never really put like a high priority, like focusing on like that kind of stuff to influence how I act. So I don't think not that much, but I mean, I'm I don't sure s- in,
0: I don't partake yeah. in any of it. For sure some
1: so way just, it has mm-hmm. sat in the back of my head, you know? Yeah. I mean, but, there's always like yeah. a thing like, yeah,
0: with relations, it's like, oh, what is that like how it's supposed, I think, I think yeah. for boys, I think, it, I think porn changes things for guys because they think that's what sex is supposed to be like.
1: I agree. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot. Yeah, of I think they it watch it and that. they're like, yeah. that's
0: what a girl's supposed to, this girl's, that's supposed exactly to what she's going to look, yeah. Yeah. that's what a girl should look like, right? That's what a girl should act like. That's how a girl should perform in bed or else she's to bat you know what i'm saying when everybody's different it 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 actually flips the roles
2: where it turns the woman into the aggressive Mm -hmm. part of pleasing a guy when it should be the opposite way yeah you know a guy's supposed to be the pursuer Mm -hmm. and so when it flips that i think when that you know we we see a lot of that in, in our in our couples where you know the guy isn't participating all that much in like the chores around the house or Mm -hmm. the kids or, you know, it's like, it's like a lazy kind of way instead of Mm -hmm. challenging them to, to be more aggressive and assertive men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think they
3: really know how to be, you Mm -hmm. know, an appropriate assertive male in, in society. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're talking about the the presentation on social media being this facade or fantasy and that's what people are exposed to. So they don't, they try to aspire to that. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just not possible. It's starting younger and younger.
1: Yeah, so. well, you know, <laughs> right.
2: I'm I'm 52. And when I was in my teenage years, there wasn't really any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There were magazines, you know, but it was, you had to s- stretch pretty far. I, yeah. We didn't even have VHS yet, right? Okay. So it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you literally learned about those things from falling in love with someone. Mm-hmm. And as a girl, your job was to say no. And their job was to try to convince you. Yes. And so there was this long period of time in the forming of a relationship where, you know, you were not doing it right. And for, for and you were, they were, they had to learn that tolerance and that patience and to stay with a relationship before something would happen. Mm-hmm. And and as a girl, you had to hold back as well. And then if you did move forward, then you were called all sorts of nice things. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't just like in your face all the time or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And, you know, it kind of ma- makes me sad that, that young people are not experiencing that with a real person and with their hearts. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. for sure. And I feel like See, I feel like when I was, you know, going through, like when I was in high school and stuff, it was like hurry up and lose it you yeah. know hurry up and lose your virginity so you can be good you know and be better because like i think
3: hurry up and lose it that yeah. was like oh yeah it was everyone. like
0: everybody was like when are you gonna lose your and this is, like, catholic, wow. this
2: is the catholic school
0: yeah like it was like when are you gonna hurry up like like pretty much it's like i have to lose before i go to college so then i can be good and then you know somebody will like me you know what wow. i'm saying well, Like not, be
2: good at it yeah be good okay. at like
0: lose it earlier so then you can get better and know what you're doing because it's just like I feel, that's because that's your value. Because, like, I think you do. I mean, as a girl, like, you do know, like, it's a joke. All the guy, like, all the time, that like, guys are like watching porn and stuff, and just like, you want to be good and, like, you know, better than
3: what they're watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: And it's like, in, you're insecure all the time. You're like, am I not good enough? You know what I'm saying?
3: Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys
1: just get pressured into losing your virginity too, because otherwise, you're not, you're not manly, manly, or you're just, you know, whatever, right? Yeah, whatever yeah. you are, you know. But. You know,
0: it's a common question it's like. How old were you when you yeah. lost your virginity? Yeah, it's like, oh, you were
1: eighteen. Like, like, wow.
0: Oh, tell us a story of when you lost
1: your virginity. What, what's old <laughs> for
2: your guys' generation?
1: Oh, I don't even know now. I feel like I feel like old is like eighteen. I think, <laughs> like I think like eighteen, it deems it old.
0: I think I felt I didn't even lose my I think I lost my virginity when I was like sixteen or seventeen, and I felt old to be losing my virginity.
3: You felt old. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah.
0: At least that's just what my perception was when When
2: when I was in a senior in high school nineteen eighty four we we went to spring break in Fort Lauderdale this mm-hmm. is crazy spring break times oh yeah and I, I think of the seven of us I think five of them were virgins and none were when they came back wow yeah wow and and that was the goal
1: was it because you're like goal. away you think from your family I, I, yeah I think they wanted
2: to not be the girl that was a virgin mm-hmm. that's what it and is you don't want to be that person. for whatever reason it wasn't happening and they yeah. They were just like, I'm doing this to. It was like a burden to carry that around. Okay. And then once it's done, then Get it's over like, us. okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you ever noticed I'm like, do you guys ever watch the bachelor or the bachelorette or anything mm-hmm. like that? There, I've watched like a couple of them. I don't watch it religiously, but there was this one, if somebody comes on and they're a virgin, it's like. A big deal. Oh, it's like,
2: wow. She's a virgin.
0: Oh my God. You know? Sure. And, or like, there's this one, there was one guy that was a, a virgin and he was the bachelor and they were like, and it was plastered everywhere, like the Virgin is on, is the bachelor, the Virgin, the Virgin, you know what I'm saying?
1: It's, just, uh, it's, it's almost more like a burden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's definitely yeah. a burden, like for nowadays at least.
3: What what kind of messages or feedback did you guys get from family and friends? You know, you guys obviously <clears throat> got, you know, really deep into this, this committed relationship uh, at a young age. Did anyone have anything to say about it? From my side, I think
1: my family, like, fell in love with Tegan a little faster than I did. Not in a bad way. It's just that... I'm
0: awesome. Yeah she's, pretty, yeah, she's pretty awesome. I'm totally kidding.
1: So like my mom and like my, you know, all my family really like loved Tegan off the get go. Yeah, so what? like me seeing that, I had like a priority on my family and stuff. So like it was huge for me, but they didn't really like they didn't, they never advised me to like go, you know, like, oh, like, are you sure you're doing this? You know what I mean? Like, but like they saw it. I think they saw the connection that we kind of had. So they didn't, they didn't really like warn me. Mm-hmm. You know, about like, oh, well, maybe you're young, you know, maybe you want to like kind of you know, take, your yeah, take your time. Yeah, take your time or something. I mean, I always kind of had that in the back of my head. Like, that's why I didn't want to rush into it too fast. But like, there was never like a point where they're like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe you should rethink things. Or mm-hmm. something. Feedback was always really good for me, at least. I okay. mean, like, they really liked tea. And I mean, Hopefully they say the same on your side.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny when similar here, like my family really liked him. It was never like, you're doing this, you know, you shouldn't do that or anything. It's actually funny when we broke up for like that two months, I went home for, I think a week to visit and my brother, he was like, wait, you guys broke up? And I was like, yeah, Sally's like, it's okay, you're going to get back together. Like, I know it. Like (laughs) you you guys are like great or whatever, which is kind of funny. And yeah. yeah. Who said I love you first? Me.
1: She did. 100%. 100%.
0: Yeah, it was me. He said... <laughs>
1: okay, all right. I'm going to sound a, like a major... Ditto. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't even
0: that. And must I, sound like a butthole.
1: Because but I've whatever. been wanting
0: to say it for a while and then... How far into the relationship was this? Six months? Were we
1: even like... Oh, we were... No, I thought it was early because I didn't think we were even dating yet.
0: No, we were six it was, months It in. was after
2: It was after Halloween
0: yes it was six it was definitely like six months into our relationship because i was like I, I remember talking to my one friend i was like i've been wanting to tell him for like a month and i just i don't know if it's right but we're like six months in and that's kind of early but kind of not i don't know and she's like no it, it's never yeah a t- there's never a right time it's when it's it's when it's right for you type of thing and i like told him. i was like okay you don't have to say it back yeah. you don't have like don't say it, anything because I, I i think I love you is like a big thing to say to somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't say it unless I genuinely mean it. And I try not to say it all the time. So that it just doesn't come a habit or anything. And I was like, you don't have to say it back. I just want to say like I kind of um I love you. Okay, <laughs> bye. And then he was like, he goes, Thanks.
2: thanks. He <laughs> he I mean, so it's over the phone. Yeah. No, no, it was in person. It
1: was upstairs in my parents. It was at my parents, it was in my bed. At my parents' house. Yeah, and I was yeah.
0: like, I think we were running upstairs to go grab something or whatever. I'm yeah. oh, sorry. Go we upstairs to grab something because our
1: parents, my my parents, let us like sleep in the same bed. Okay, so like I think that's when it was actually.
0: I was, it, yeah, I was up in the room. Yeah,
1: that was up there. It was up my room. We were laying down. No, it
0: was right before the Halloween or the Christmas party. Was it? Because mm-hmm. I sure? I like cried that night. I was like, he
2: doesn't even oh, like me. Oh no! It. Maybe I'm of <laughs> he doesn't someone. even like me. What, it what did you think when she said that?
1: I knew I did. I loved her back, but like I. It, like you said, it was kind of a big thing to say that for me, you know, so I yeah. didn't want to rush into it because I don't say it to a lot of people.
2: So what happens I don't from know. there? <laughs> it was kind
1: of, it was like, it was like, oh, <laughs> we're really in this right now. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't, it was, it was just like, I I don't know. You so know? how long did it take you? Not much longer. I don't think it was a only, month? no, 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 no. It was like a couple of minutes. When you kept saying it to me, I was just like, yeah, I do. Like I do So why not not say it? You know what I mean?
0: And then it's funny because so for one of the summers I came home in my sophomore year and we were, I wasn't going to see him for three months. And so I said goodbye or whatever. And I said like, I love you. And we both just started like crying and then he went in this car and then he texted me. He was like, okay, this is how I know I actually do. Like I've been saying it. Yeah. This is how that's I, know when I, I knew for do
1: like, for sure, for sure that for sure. he loved me.
0: And then that, that's when I felt like he genuinely Oh, I was, I a, loved wreck. You.
1: So I was you, a wreck. So you texted okay. back. <laughs> oh no. So I didn't tell her that that's when I knew till like for a little bit, but like, she, I dropped her off at the airport and I was like, I'm not like the one to cry. And then like, she was like leaving. And I was like, oh shit, like this is happening. And I'm like, oh man, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, you know, I haven't been, you know, but that's, that also goes hand in hand with like me understanding that it's okay to kind of like let her do her thing too. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, it makes, it, you sh- I mean, I was sad. Like I was really sad and I was like, wow, I really do love this girl. This girl has a much bigger impact on me than I ever thought. You know,
0: after that, I think it's when I realized like, okay, yes, he's genuinely saying it back. Like he's def- definitely genuinely saying he yeah, loves me. I can me.
1: imagine there was probably doubt on your end.
0: Oh, can, yeah. You said thanks. I'm not the one that expresses
1: <laughs> my feelings really well. Most of the time I've gotten better. <laughs> definitely gotten a lot better at that. It's a
0: guy thing.
3: Yeah. yeah. So that
1: you guys was, are,
0: you're not a lot of show motions. You're too male. Oh, uh, yeah. Men.
3: No, we're actually taught societally. You know, it's yeah. it's um, kind of something that happens. It was a study that was done with infants and they had um, male infants, female infants. Male infants actually were more emotionally expressive. But mm-hmm. then, you know, longitudinally they they kind of caught up with them like at age eight and nine, and then it had completely reversed. Right? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's because interesting. Males are are really taught to funnel and channel all of the emotions through a select few. Yeah. It's like you don't see your dad cry, so don't cry. Kind of thing
1: for me. That was like, it was like, I don't ever see my dad cry. Right. I've only seen it like maybe twice. Because it's time. taught it's weakness. Yeah. You yeah. Know, erroneously, but yeah. Now looking back, I don't like, I'm, I'm okay with like expressing my emotions and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure I've expressed my emotions a couple of times in front of you. You've it's definitely big... gotten
0: more expressive with me. I think as yeah. you got more comfortable. Well, I realize it's stuff.
1: okay. I mean, I didn't know how you'd react to it if I was like upset in front of her. Mm-hmm. So I kind of hit it back for a while, but then I'm like, you know what? This is what it is. So like, this is face value.
0: Yeah. That's actually interesting. I, so my first boyfriend that I ever had, I think I was like 15 or 16. And I remember I broke up with him because he cried too much.
3: Oh, look at that. So like I, in my,
0: so in my mind, I was like, that's so, you know, that's weird. Mm -hmm. Why is he crying so much? Right. But was
2: he crying like he was babied and he was trying to get reaction or was he genuinely sad about something?
0: I I don't know. It would just be like anything. I want yeah. I to it would be told, way too
2: much. It wasn't genuine.
0: Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. when I was like, he's on the other end of that. Like, that seems excessive. In my yeah. head, I was like, he's so girly. He just cries all the time. <laughs> but like, he can't handle now, his emotions or yeah, something. But yeah. But now, like, I look back, I'm like, it doesn't bother me that. So it's just like interesting. Like girls get it too. That like mm-hmm. guys are supposed to be. But if you're around stuff. a girl
2: who cries too much, that's not cool. Either. No, no. Yeah, that gets <laughs> out. No. Yeah, that's so like,
0: oh gosh, okay, chill out.
2: So what did you guys learn about relationships from your parents? And how is your guys' relationship similar or different?
0: So my parents are divorced. I I don't feel like I really got a strong sense of what a relationship's supposed to be like with them. They never were very, they never really hugged or like kissed or anything. So no type of PDA whatsoever. Never, never and they didn't really talk a lot, at least what I got a sense from, it was kind of just living, it just seemed like I was living with like people that are roommates more mm-hmm. than in a relationship. They didn't really have the best relationship. So I I think I get a lot of, I think it what I see from my example from relationships definitely have an impact on me and like what they cause a lot of issues kind of for me. For, and I think our relationship sometimes, like I have a hard time with like, PDA like i just like really have a hard time with that
3: like showing affection yeah i
0: do i think when like in when front of
3: other people yes yeah
0: like when we're alone like i'm i'm like okay with like you know showing affection but if we're around other people i just it's just like hard for me to do that and a lot of, my parents like bundled down a lot of emotions and so i do that now mm-hmm. i find in my relationship i think when you when you hear about things, it's when I'm like exploding. Like I let things like go down, and then it just turns into bah, like explosion, and mm. then it's just like everything call, comes out all at once. At least that's what I think. For me, how it like yeah, has but affected you've gotten better
1: life. with that. Like we've I'm, talked I'm, about. I'm that.
0: working on it. That's something I want to work on because yeah. I don't want to be the type that just bundles in things mm-hmm. all the time and not because that's just it's unfair because they don't. They I mean they don't know. Because I'm not telling you how I feel and stuff. Somebody's not going to know unless you communicate. So that's something that I've been working on is trying to be able to be more comfortable maybe with showing affection in public. Because like, there's not like, I mean, obviously too much is too much, but there's nothing wrong with holding hands Mm -hmm. and just stuff like that. Like I used to be like, don't even hold my hand. Yeah,
1: just not over the top. No, like.
0: I was pretty, it's actually funny. We took this, it's like the five love languages or whatever. And we took the test and my literal last one was affection. My one is like, <laughs> I don't like to touch. I don't like being touched. Like, it's just kind of weird. But In
1: certain instances, like, yeah. not like you just never want to be touched. Though, right? But
0: even when we're alone, sometimes I'll, oh, yeah, I'll sometimes, be, yeah. I have this weird thing. I'll start to panic and then I'm just like, get, get, get off me. Don't touch me. Yeah. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. You know? And no. it's just.
2: Do you think that is also related to why you prefer not to be on social media? Because obviously there's. More than PDA on social media.
0: Yeah. I think I don't I don't, mm-hmm. don't see things are connected that's the for thing. You. I don't like when I see pe I don't like kissing. seeing people kissing uh, or I don't touching. Like it oh you don't or, you
3: can't even see it. I don't like yeah. I
0: really don't like showing or like that type of stuff. And I just yeah. mean because my parents just were not like that at all. So it's, it makes it's me like
3: too intimate or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I find my my mom and her now boyfriend husband, whatever. They were soulmate. rings. Soulmate. <laughs> um, they are very affectionate. And I have a hard time seeing that not because it's, I don't ever am like, oh, that's not my dad. It's never like that. It's just the actual affection part. I just don't, I just really have a hard time with touching and like seeing it or just like, yeah. whether it's me or others, I just like, that's like something that's like weird about me.
1: And I'm like the opposite. Like I, I'm like a very physical person sometimes. His
0: Whole family. Like the first Christmas yeah. party I went to, his two cousins just started tackling and wrestling him. And I yeah, was like, like, well, like and we like we're like a, yeah, we're like
1: a big cuddling <laughs> family. So like I would always like cuddle with my mom up until I was like nineteen. I still do. And then I'm not even ashamed. But um <laughs> I mean, um, but we're pretty like we've always been a fairly physical family, like as in like just like very touchy and stuff. I don't, I, I feel like from my parents though, I really haven't, I mean, my, my parent, like they kind of told me that like, it's okay to be upset with one another. Like it's part of the Like it's part of, you're not going to, you're going to step on each other's toes. Like that's such a normal thing. But I feel like, you know, so they, they taught me kind of that and they do that to each other. I mean, they get an argument. I mean, but like they never, they never taught us it was unrealistic that you, you will, like it's not realistic you know, to just be perfect. It's not like a... a to never fan- fight. Yeah, it's not a, like a fantasy line. I think a lot of people have that nowadays. Mm-hmm. I was like, but it's just part of like working through it as a skill. But like, I mean...
0: In my family, my fa- my parents didn't even t- barely talk to each other or argue at all. So for me, I was like, people don't argue. People don't do that don't stuff. They don't have fights. Yeah. They don't have yeah. fights. They're fine. <laughs> supposed
1: to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And
0: so when they told me they were getting divorced, I was like, what? You- I thought you guys were fine. You guys never argued or anything you know so that was definitely yeah.
1: but I, I do like I, I think to a certain point it was too much to sometimes with my parents they fight like too much in front of us and you know maybe bring up some stuff that we don't need to hear so like <laughs> I've always learned like things I did like I want to pull from my parents relationship and like you know warp if you will but you know I mean they're different than I am so it's like I'm not gonna you know I don't hate on what they do but I don't know I think most of it was just like even through the rough patches like you know you're still with someone for a reason kind of thing But I think it also made it hard to realize that sometimes you need to let go, like from the actual person. Like, you You know what I mean? Let go. What do you mean? Like, like, I mean, cause they were always like, I feel like when I was like taught is like, it's hard for me to cut things off with people. I don't know. Like, even if it may be the right thing to do, not that I'm saying my parents should like, just like in general, like it was always ending relationships. Yeah. Like ending Mm -hmm. relationships. There was never an emphasis on like, like it was more of an emphasis on making it work. And not so much like, is this even right for you?
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: they always had a, they're good at that. Like, they, I mean, like, I'm not saying I should get my marriage, and, you know, divorced or anything. I'm just saying like, <laughs> that's just kind of like what I've been like, the kind of vibe I was getting from them mm-hmm. was like, you know, what kind of self-reflection can I do? And I, you know, I, I pull things from what my parents don't do. Like they sometimes they don't apologize. Like, so I, I don't <laughs> like that. Like, I like to try to, I like to make everyone, like everyone happy to the point. Like, I don't know. I, sometimes it can be ingenuine. I can see them in genuine. I don't know. I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but I
0: feel, okay. I feel like so that was something that was very polar with us. Is that my parents didn't argue. They didn't even really do anything like towards each other. And then his parents, they do argue and they're very vocal with each yeah, other. Mm-hmm. And so he would be like that with me, just being very like vocal about you know, his side of things. And I don't want to say he would like to argue. I don't want to say like you like to argue, but there's a better word that I'm just not thinking of, but I debated.
3: He, yeah. Yeah. He I
1: would always to, I'd question like everything she said. Kind yeah. Of. He would mm-hmm. be
0: like not argumentative, but you know what I'm trying to say? A sure. better argumentative, not in a negative sense, like a better argumentative. And that would bother me so much. I'm like, Oh my God, all this kid wants to do is fight with me. All he wants to do is fight. <laughs> and he just, you know, and That's not even him trying to fight. It's just trying to communicate, you know, discussion. And that was something that was really hard for me to understand is that he's not trying to argue with me. He's just trying to communicate. And that was something that was really different between us. I'm like, no PDA, no, no fighting or talking really like in that way and communicating that way. And then he was like PDA and I want to argue in a good way. I want to debate. I want to communicate, you know, and I think it's good.
1: Well, I kind of learned like physically, like when to, like actually, yeah, like when not to. That was the hardest part for me. It was like, when do I physically like, Like, you know, I'll try to get like touch her or something like that. Like, I was going to say, how did you guys find the balance then? Yeah, that was was part of We're still working on it. Like for me, like I've gotten a lot better at like not just like, you know, hugging her or something when she's mad or something. If She wants like space and I'm like getting better at leaving her with like space. But, you know, that was like. Because I'll start to
0: panic. I'll be like, "Mm, don't touch me. That's
1: something that we kind (laughs) of found a pretty good balance. We're still working on it. But I mean, it's not going to be perfect. I think what, what for the, the whole, are you, we've got, I mean, communication has been a problem. I think it's like one of the biggest problems with re- relationships with if. anyone. That was kind of like our thing that we've talked about is like, like just getting, communicating our feelings out. Cause we've had like, I'm pretty vocal.
0: It's just learning how Mm -hmm. it's more transforming how you think about it. You know, when he's trying to talk to me about something, I need to not take it as an attack, you know, Mm. or not an argument. You know, it's more of him just trying to express himself and communicate with me, which is what I want him to do. I want you to express your feelings. I want you to tell me how you're feeling and what's going on. But don't I'm not supposed to take it as a like a coming out with an argument. Right. Do you know what I'm saying?
3: But then to, again, learn how to voice your own feelings. Yeah, and yeah.
0: Your which own I'm thoughts. trying to learn yeah. how to do, too. And
3: I'm trying to become a better listener because personally, I'm a
1: very distracted person a lot of the time <laughs> yeah. and we still work. Yeah. That's like our difficulty right now is like we're
0: working on communicate, but we're young. Yeah. Like this is a good like it's OK to like learn how each of us
3: and we understand
0: talk that, about which
3: is like the biggest thing,
0: I think. Yeah, we which both is
1: huge recognize for us. Yeah. Well,
3: most people your age don't try to figure this yeah. out, right? And yeah. they're not having the conversations and trying to find
0: that balance. We actually had a really good conversation right before we came home for summer, just talking about, okay, this is how, yeah. let's talk about our communication because that's something that's going to be really important long-term. And this is when you talk like this, this is how that, this is how it makes me feel. When yeah. you say this, this is how it makes me feel. And that's just, I'm, that's just how I take it. And then I would find sometimes I would talk to him in a way that, you know, he just didn't take well to, and I didn't even know that, Mm -hmm. you know, it was something good to know. Okay. I need to not. Go about it. It's not like it's not a love language. It's your communication language, how you yeah. take yeah. it. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah no. So that
3: you was, hear that, people out there. You just have to talk. You just
0: have to communicate. <laughs> and yeah. communicate how you want to be communicated <laughs> <you. Great>. to. What?
3: <laughs> the F word.
2: Yeah. You know, it's not an accident that you guys attracted a person who kind of has the opposite of what you learned in your families. Really? Right. And it would take that, right? If you were with someone who was like you that didn't talk and didn't touch, <laughs>
1: Oh boy. There wouldn't oh, be gosh. much
2: of a relationship. No. Oh boy. And if you were with someone who was like,
1: Yeah, we'd be a uh, Yeah. And, be and so,
2: you know, we find that balance. Like, yeah. you each has something to teach the other person. Mm-hmm. And that's how all relationships are. Each person comes from sort of these opposite sides, but of the same topic. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully they get here, you know, before they die. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. a life. It is lifelong work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, just, oh, it's sure. perfect. The perfect, you know, you that's know, something that situation. I think I
0: definitely am like, oh, I can't be, don't look at the social media relationships. Like, that's not even real, you know? Well, stuff like yeah,
1: that. yeah. So, that's one of the challenges. Do, do
2: you have a different perspective of your use of social media?
1: You know, I don't, no, I don't really, I actually, like, wave off all relationship stuff on uh, uh, social media. I mean, like, I I know my own friends do it. Like, I know my own friends, you know, they what, have... What do you mean by waving off? Like I, I don't, stuff? I don't take it for my, I don't, I don't implement it to my life. I try to stay pretty, I observe it, take it for like a, you know, take it for a grain of salt or something. It's just not something that I think I need to like implement. Yeah, I don't know. Like you it, mean like yeah. friends that are posting
3: about relationships. Well, yeah. Or... Like
1: everyone has this kind of like, you know, they want to portray their relationship as the best relationship so, and that's yeah. fine. You know, like I, I get that. I just, I, I have like, I know people personally that I know that have a kind of a toxic relationship
0: but on social media, on
1: social media they are. They're just in the
0: best place ever. They're <laughs> so happily high. in
1: love, like all the time. So I, I really, I see that, and I implement it to a bunch of different relationships. And I know some people are gonna have great relationships, but like I'm just not gonna try to mold what I have into that.
0: That's you know? one thing we also promised. That was one of the things that we talked about when we were first going off. It was like I'm. We were talking about how you know we're okay if we don't post things about each other on. Yeah,
1: we don't need to post about each Wait, other all the just time. Just because
0: I'm not putting you on my Instagram doesn't mean I don't love you. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, Just yeah. because, and that's one thing that like
1: you I You don't think, have to prove it. We mess around yes, with each other exactly. though. like Because I, I, I haven't posted a picture with her in like what, like six months?
0: I don't even know. I don't know, but, yeah, but we like we'll mess around with each other.
1: We'll be like, oh you didn't even post anything about my happy birthday or something. I'm just not go social media most of the time. Mm-hmm. I was more of a high school phase for me. Ooh. I don't even really, I get on there just to check and look just to see like what people are up to or if my friends are posting anything. But I really don't
0: but we like said from the, we said from the beginning we we're like we are not gonna base our relationship on texting. Just because you're not texting me back doesn't mean you don't love me. Mm. It just means that you're busy. And please text me back just so I just don't know you're dead in a ditch because yeah. yeah. I love you and I don't yeah. want you to be like, I just want to make sure you're safe. You know, it's more. So of your like, texting
2: is more logistical. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. make but, sure
0: we are more. That was
2: like more.
1: This is like, that was like more recent. We like a year and a half or two years. No,
0: we did that right off the bat.
1: Well, like in the beginning, we didn't really know each other and distance was our only way to do it. But like mm. the way we kind of combated that was through FaceTime.
0: See, FaceTime, I think is different because you're yeah, actually we're still generally face. talking face. It's to like face. our little,
1: right. we, do, we do little things. But like I think so, at first though, before we really started getting like official, like through FaceTime and stuff like that, like talking official as in like talking through FaceTime, it was mostly text and Snapchat, which is still like visual communication in a way. We
0: really didn't even text that much.
1: Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I was more of a Snapchat. Do you
2: guys have a sense of whether this is conscious or not conscious or something that you have decided or not decided? How, How do you know what type of energy and information and privacy should be within your relationship? And how much do you share of yourselves outside of your relationship?
0: I think we're pretty private with people.
1: Yeah, I think we're fairly pri- I think we're private, except with
3: our families. And except for this podcast.
0: And this <laughs> yeah. podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which Hello, is now girls. the public. So yeah, We are
2: very public. <laughs> so like no. you don't go talk to your guy friends about her. You don't talk to your girlfriends about him. Do you have gender- no. people of the opposite gender that you have close friendships with?
0: I think it's all mutual.
1: No, I actually, I think I, I talk about her. I think I talk about her a lot, sometimes too much. <laughs> with my friends not like in a not in like a if personal we, way more like like you don't go yeah, talk
0: talk about problems like, oh my having.
1: girlfriend like oh yeah tegan loves these and they're like what what, what are you talking about <laughs> like, i do yeah. i
0: do like i have my go-to friend that i talk to and he knows who it is and i've told him like yeah if i'm ever and when i'm when i'm talking to another person about like okay this situation is upsetting me it's more of a check like okay should I even be upset about this? Am I this? being reasonable? Do you know what I'm saying? Am yeah. I because you know, in in the heat of the moment, you can be. He said this, and it was so bad, blah blah blah. And then you go talk to somebody else, and just like you, you shouldn't even be really that. It's not even mm. that big of a deal, you know. Yeah. And it's more of a double check for me rather than yeah. just like talking crap. It's more of like okay, so so you're my friend. Liam said this to me. It made me feel this way. She's a psych major too. So we (laughs) really, we vibe on this stuff. It made me feel this way. Do you, it's okay that I am feeling this way, but do you think I need to take a step back and think about it in a different perspective? Or do you think I need to maybe chill out a little bit, give yourself a break and then think about it? And maybe it's not, or yes, you should definitely talk to him about that, how that's making you feel. You know what I'm saying?
3: So she gives you a different
2: perspective. Yes, getting a
0: new perspective more than, oh my gosh, he's in jerk and he did this you right. know that type of she thing
2: Take sides yeah. which is tough but Camps, he's but like she's that.
0: not a mutual friend which i think is important she's yeah. purely mm. my friend so i i mean we are friends with her sorry yeah. you're, you guys <laughs> well, are friends <laughs> yeah we're friends That's That's sorry
1: friend. obviously sam if you're yeah.
0: listening to this i love you um <laughs> uh, she's more my friend than he like they're they're mm-hmm. like friends but she's generally like my best friend yeah. like my like sidekick and so I don't talk to any of our but mutual But she's also friends.
2: supportive of your relationship.
0: Yes. Yes. She's very supportive. Yeah. She's like, I love Liam. Like, I know, like, and she's, I've, she's, I've known her since day one of college too. So she's known our relationship since day one mm-hmm. and seen how it's gone and mm-hmm. stuff. So she's like, you guys, you know, you guys have been through so much with this and this and this, I think you need to talk to him about, you know what I'm saying?
2: Mm-hmm. What would be the biggest challenge you guys think you face so
0: far?
1: I think distance was like the big
0: distance was huge. It Was
1: huge because we didn't really even know how we'd react. Like we'd react if we saw each other like every day or every other day. But I think distance was really big for us. Um, I think I think some, our,
0: I think our breakup was hard. That yeah, was hard. Yeah, I
1: don't hold on to the breakup anymore. I th- look like, I look at it as more of like a recalibration kind of thing. Like re- like kind of yeah, honestly made a new relationship. Redoing. To be honest, it was like a whole new thing going into it. Um, so it's it can be from, good. It can also be bad. Did mm-hmm.
2: that change both of you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely changed.
2: In what way? What were each of your experiences?
1: To kind of go back on the whole, like, I kind of like took like a second to like kind of reconnect more with just my friends and mm-hmm. kind of fall back in who I was before I met her and realize that. And then take the good parts of that and mix it with the good parts when I was with her. Which... That's like a, that's like a really big beauty pageant yes, answer right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> But, um, so no, definitely, that,
3: definitely recalibration.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, um, I think, yeah, I learned a lot. I mean, I learned a lot. I, uh, I kind of got back on the saddle a little bit, mm-hmm. like, because I didn't know if we were going to get back together. It seems like, you know, in my opinion, she was kind of so set in her ways.
2: You dated during that time.
1: Yeah, I was like just talking to someone else mm-hmm. for a while and I kind of figured out that's when I also knew I still wanted to be with Tegan because <laughs> it was never, ever. Grass is was not no, Absolutely not. But I was hoping, you know, but I didn't know. Yeah, like I, right. I been, you know, one of the things that we struggled with is I took like a week or so where I just didn't want to like talk to her to kind of give, you know, that connection back. I needed to figure out what I needed to do because I realized she's the one that cut it off. So, she, you know, I need to actually, she's focusing on herself. I need to do the same. And like that. Did me- you guys
2: talk much during that time?
1: He uh, talked to
0: me for like a week and
1: I, a half. I, I, yeah, I wanted to separate. For two months. Or, yes. And then we well, kind of. Yeah, it was like a month. Yeah, a month and a half. Or yeah, no, sorry, the two months, the total thing. Sorry, I got confused.
0: No. Yeah, uh, I didn't yeah, talk we, to her for a we, week or talk so. He talked to me for about like two weeks. A week, and, week it was and, a, and a half. It was like a
1: week and a half. It was yeah. around that
0: amount. But yeah, it was it was really hard with that. I definitely learned. Yeah, I was like, I can't live without this kid that well, we can have. That, that the was also, that was also part of the
1: plan there, though, too. I was like, sure. you know what? Like, she cut it off, then she can kind of experience it without me. Mm. And, you know, that was my kind of thing. It was like, it wasn't trying to be like playing games or anything like that. It was more so like, you know mm. what? Like, if she asked for it, then I'll give it to her. And I need to figure out what I need to do. Yeah. I need to move forward now. And I need to set these up to move, you know, set my... What way. did you
2: learn about yourself?
0: I think I learned... I think I just learned what I, what it's like to be alone just for, even if it was two months, I really like made sure I was like, okay, this is what it's like to be alone and just like figuring out what like I like and what, you know, just figuring out what it's like to be a single adult. Cause my entire adult life I was with him, you know? To
3: reconnect with yourself.
1: Yeah.
0: It was, it was nice. And it, and it just made me realize that like, I really like can't live without this kid.
1: Yeah. I think you need to be open to like seeing that. Like, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people won't accept that once they're done with it. Like, no, I need to be with this person. I have to. And you know that's also I mean? how yeah. I
0: knew like he was like literally the one for me because you just were so, he was so understanding and he was like, I want you to be the best version of yourself. Even though this is killing me, this is so hard. That's something that like you were so good about. Yeah. You're just like, yes, I want you to find yourself. I want you to be the best version of yourself. And that's when it's like, okay, that's when you know you're not a like just in a relationship, you're a team. Mm -hmm. When you want your teammate Mm -hmm. to get, you know, you would say we're team T, you know,
1: well, yeah. And I didn't take it over the world (laughs) because, you know, you
0: want your teammate to grow and become a better person, and be a better member of your team, you know? And it was more of, you know, he said it was really hard for him, but he still was, you were just so supportive.
1: Well, I just didn't, you know, I I don't want to close the door. And like that, like that being said, like I didn't want, like even if we weren't never gonna get, you know, be like a relationship, then like I've already spent like a lot of time with this yeah. person. It'd be stupid to cut everything out, even though it did be
3: difficult. for you'd but, already emotionally committed.
1: Yeah, right? exactly. And that was like my first, and it was it was hard because she was like the first girl like I was completely invested in, mm-hmm. and like so I don't know it was just. It was just different for me. And then like understanding that, like, I also needed to start moving on. That was part of the whole, like, I needed to take like some time just to like get her out of my mind. You know what I mean? Not very easy. Didn't right. really work very well. That but, was really hard for me. Yeah. And that was, it was just readapting to everything.
2: One of the big homework assignments we give our couples once we get to this point, right, mm-hmm. is to do a walkabout. And a walkabout is where they have to go away. one One person in the couple by themselves goes to a place for 48 to 72 hours. Mm-hmm. They have to go somewhere they've never been. And during that entire time, they can't plan anything. They have to do whatever they feel like in that moment.
3: And no distractions. Yeah. No, no TV, no phone, no internet. internet. No, you can't even talk to anybody. No either. radio.
2: And, and nobody should know where you are. That's cool. Like so you're completely unplugging. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And, and then you're just checking in with yourself. Like, what do I, what do I want? You know, do I want to yeah. sleep? Do I want to go for a walk? What do I want? And we have so little of that in life, yeah. you know, and it is so life altering for people when they do that. And the other person has to stay home because, you know, they have to go through that process of what it's mm-hmm. like when the person's gone and then they switch. And it's it's really amazing what it does for an individual person and as well as the couple.
3: Well, in a relationship, it's very easy to just kind of meld and not really know where you begin and where you end. Yeah. Right. You are both individuals, but then as a couple, you are, you know, a single entity, too. So Mm -hmm. it's very important to be able to know, you know, where you are as an individual. Right. Know what you're bringing
0: to the table. 100% agree. Know who you are in your team. Because, you know, say like you're a soccer team. One person's a goalie and one person's a forward. You're like different players, but you're still on the same team. Well, you know what
2: you bring to the table and everything, you know. Mm -hmm. And goalies probably have to do things a little bit different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're like different, totally different players on the court, but you're still on the same team. Mm -hmm. So. You are as an individual for sure.
3: What is in store for the future for you guys? That's a fun question. Yeah.
1: We like to go here. Uh, She may be a little bit more than I do. I'm always like, like deny the the future, future. deny the future, (laughs) live in the moment. But to be honest, I still have probably about a year and change left for school, just because certain stipulations on engineering make it difficult like that.
2: Our Um, son's in engineering. We get it. I know. That's what I heard. That's
1: actually super impressive what he's doing, too. Um, I'll talk to you later about that. It's really cool. (laughs) I have a couple, I have a little bit of school left. She's going to try to pursue or she's going to pursue post-grad stuff. So that's the tricky part is
2: so figuring. So you might out. get to some distance again. Yeah, yeah, that's something. Ooh, that, like, Hello, what? darkness. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See, that's something like I try. I'm very like I want to talk about that because it's just gonna be really hard having yeah. a Oreo sandwich of distance and like nice and then like distance again. And that's yeah. something I want to like start talking about because it's just gonna be a big change. I think. You know, it was so hard and then now it's just so nice. And then now going back, it would go back to like it being hard again. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be hard and we'll see what happens. But I think we're working. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. I'm very
1: too. optimistic. Just because um, I think I have a lot of flexibility in what I want to do. So Hopefully. I don't, not really bound to a certain area for a mm-hmm. person. Just from like my experience with different internships I've had, I've pretty much like
3: negate where I need to go. Is your hope to stay in Ohio at some point? You know, I was like that. Mm-hmm. And then First we, bet.
1: we kind of talked and like, to be honest, I kind of want to go, I really don't know where mm-hmm. I want to go. You know, I'm, I'm like, and that was one of the things that we talked about was like, she didn't want to seem like I was following her to where she, like everywhere she'd go. Cause she's like, I, I want you just to do well and work and, you know, do whatever and get your stuff done. And I'm like, you know, but like at the same time, like I, it was difficult for me. Cause like, I have a priority of just like you know, like doing kind of like what I want, what makes me happy. And like, I feel like being near each other would make me really happy and Mm -hmm. more than just Running through work, through the rest, of, you know what I mean. I, I can I can I I kind of have more flexibility than most people. I'd like to. Say, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging or anything, but yeah. like to go do different things, and that's that's what I've been going to school for to have that flexibility. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know it's a broad, very broad thing, and I, I don't know. So that was one of the things we always have. We, we yeah. always kind of talk about. She doesn't want to seem like I'm just following around like a little, you know, like I'm her. Yeah,
0: because in my mind, follower. I'm super career driven. Just yeah. like that's just maybe my age right now. Like I'm gonna go. Like even if I'm going thousands of miles away from yeah. my family. Like I'm okay with doing that because it's going to better my career. If mm-hmm. it is that type of thing, I'm very career driven and he's a little bit more of a. Like yeah, a, my, cor- my career is you know? important to me, but like also who I surround myself is yeah. really important to me. So it's just kind of finding a balance of that. Just, yeah. you know, cause I mean, I want him to go do his career and yeah. get mm-hmm. like super focused. Like, it's almost like I'm trying to, that's something like, I feel like I impose that, like, I want you to be you need to be all yeah. career like I am, mm-hmm. but I, I like but to you're, be not, the best you're not like worlds. that. So I need to yeah. like be like, okay, he's not the same as me. He doesn't have the same mentality yeah. as me when it comes to that. And mm-hmm. what makes him happy? Yeah.
1: Like in my, my, uh, like my per- perspective, it's like, what makes me more happy is like the, the experiences that I get, you know, with her mm-hmm. versus just, Oh, like landing some crazy job, you know what I mean? Or doing something that, that doesn't bring me much happiness. It's just more so the journey, like outside of work mm-hmm. is more my thing. And I, yeah, that's the kind of thing we separate a little bit on, but I think it's mm-hmm. merging. That's something we better. just need to
0: communicate about. Yeah. Just Like voicing, like,
1: I'm we, going
0: yeah. to go. He knows, like, I'm going to go follow my yeah. career.
1: And it's like a compromise, though. at the Same time, because we know what we want. <laughs> we want to be together in the future. So mm. We know that for sure. Like, yeah. We, for sure. we
2: went through a big thing like that when you went back to school to get your doctorate.
3: Yeah, that was pretty tough.
2: Which was like a f- the five-year plan to, mm. get, to get his doctorate. And our, our youngest son was eight at the time. And we were running a business. And he was gone. Just yeah. not just gone hours wise because you had to do unpaid internships internships
3: and And
2: go to school (coughs) and and then you would be studying at night it was the only time in our marriage that we didn't like go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time and I had to run everything else I'm I'm by myself running the business raising the kids you know and he's doing his thing and that's the most distance we met at work we've always worked at the same place Mm -hmm. we have a business together we're Together a lot and it mm-hmm. was really, really big. And yeah. you know, I think those things are they they those are like the growth spurts, you know. Yeah. And I think they're important and not to be held back is really important and how you navigate that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. But it's a long, yeah. It's a long game. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: that's my <laughs> yep. that's more my thing. Is like I'm I'm kind of embracing it mm-hmm. as like as part of the building process that we've went through so far so
0: yeah we're just going to like keep building each other and <laughs> being the best team mates we could be and just yeah. like, being a good team and i think hopefully that will if you have a good base and a good foundation foundation yeah. for a relationship like that then with something you know a tornado hits your house you'll yeah. be okay yeah i feel like <laughs> at least the foundation yeah. there you know what i'm saying
1: yeah well all the stuff we went through i feel like it's kind of helped us like enjoy the moment when we are together and like, don't have to worry about like certain external variables, mm-hmm. which is like huge. I think with all like this, I don't want to say like, ter- I mean, yeah, we struggled a lot with like through different things. Like we've already talked about like, so it's nice to be together and we're like, Oh my gosh, what do we do with ourselves? We get to yeah. see each other and like we, <laughs> we were at the point where we saw each other so much that we were like you know wait, we actually need to like cut back on seeing each other <laughs> like because like we were like she was over at my house every single night in columbus and i was like you're in a sorority like i didn't want her to leave as much as she is like you know i need to like also go and be with my sorority i'm like yeah like you, you do but guilty pleasure is like yeah no you should stay but like we just messed around with each other but like we had to like take a step back actually and we're like i'm staying here these nights, these nights these nights i'll stay at your place this night but it was also kind of funny how it's like it switches now. Too much to too little. Yeah, it's finding the balance.
3: And I think we're at a pretty good balance now.
0: Yeah, we're working but, on it. Well, if it's, it's too long
3: much, long. you can go to the other room and just yeah. FaceTime each other, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretend like <laughs> you're apart. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: these are <laughs> practicing. <memory> lane. Yeah. <laughs>
3: but, uh, yeah.
1: What advice
2: would you guys give to people that are in your age bracket and dating and trying to figure some things out?
1: Oh, man. Oh. This is a this is a golden question. That's a
0: good question. I don't
1: act like we're the gurus over here, but uh-huh. I don't. I re, I mean, I guess my thing would be just like your
2: personal experience.
1: Yeah,
0: I would, would honestly yeah. like. I know we're. I don't want to bring up social media again, but like, don't look at social media. Don't look at those social media relationships. Well, like, take it for a greatest of
1: salt. Like, you 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 observe it. You see that it's a mm-hmm. thing, but it's it's under it's important to understand like what you guys have versus what's being portrayed elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I think that's big. It's just like cognitively realizing that. Because a lot of people don't. They take it as law. And that's a problem, I think, in my perspective. And
0: for all the ladies out there, I would say, because I think there's a fear that, like, girls, if you bring up your emotions, the guys are going to think you're crazy. Like, you know, like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't tell him what's wrong because I'm going to be, he's going to think I'm crazy. And I'm going to say, screw it. Say it anyways. <laughs> and if he thinks he's, if she thinks you're crazy, then he's the one that's missing out. And he's the one that's well, wrong. Yeah. You know, he's well, crazy for thinking. Do
2: you, do you ever wish your mom would have? Spoke up more with your dad?
0: Pro- I don't I don't I don't really know because I don't even know what happened, really. Right. Yeah. You know, I couldn't even tell you. No,
2: so, well, maybe. Communication probably would have been saying the then, right? Well, because you didn't see any communication. Yeah. So yeah, I it's think, interesting I think that that's
0: so valuable to you. Yeah. I think when we talk about it now, she didn't voice things that she wanted. You know, you need a like this makes me happy. This would make me this, you know, like I think it's important that. Girls talk, like mm-hmm. everybody talks about what they want because the other person's not going to know unless you say it, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think my advice, um, not to just like cut that off. I think my advice to people would be like self-reflection. I think that's a huge thing that's not taught or like ever, like a lot of, I think a lot of people are stuck in their ways and it's my way or the highway. But if you can actually learn the skill, to, and this goes for like professional too. Like I sure. think any situation and maybe like, I think sports disciplined me for this as well Was like understanding how you contributed to a certain situation, how you can be better at a certain thing. And I mean, like, I think a lot of times in relationships, people are very, like I was before, like molding the person into what they want or what you want them to be Mm -hmm. instead of what they are. And, And like, but I think you need to, you know, take a step back self-reflect on how you've contributed to certain things, understanding if you're wrong or not. And then also like on a separate note, like understanding that that person, you know, in order for them to feel fulfilled, you need to help guide them to where they want to be, but don't over, you don't, don't take over what, you know, what they're going to be or like, let them feel, Mm -hmm. let them be happy, I guess, you know, and just self-reflection. Yeah. Self-reflection I think is huge because I think it can change a lot of things and you can communicate, you know, after you reflect, and yeah,
2: unfortunately, I think you know your guy's generation is so over educated over intellectualized, yeah, and nobody when they're when you're in the process of your domestication and learning about life, yeah, school doesn't care what you think, yeah, they just mm-hmm. want you to regurgitate what mm-hmm. they think, yeah, mm-hmm. or what they tell you, and so you're not learning those things where you know when I was a kid, you went outside and played, yeah, and you figured it out, and if yeah. someone wasn't happy with you you figured it out and you, you know, you you all wound up at, in the pew on church on Sunday you know, yeah, yeah. whether you were fist fighting the night before, <laughs> which yeah. is unfortunately a common part of my childhood.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and so, yeah, you guys don't get that space that, that anyone asks you, well, what do you actually think should happen here? Yeah. Or what do you feel or what would you do? You know, and well, I, I think that's good.
3: It's go. understanding your own personal boundaries, your own mm-hmm. strengths, your own limitations, mm-hmm. right? What is it? What is it that you truly want when you look in the mirror? How is it that you are going to judge yourself? What's your set of values that you live by? Right, yeah. and I think that's what you're kind of encompassing by yeah. saying self-reflection. Yeah. Right, understand that mm-hmm. before you get into a relationship, because then you're just going to be pulled off off center. Yeah, you know, by what your partner might want. Yeah, of you, yeah, right.
2: Yeah. You know, and I, and I think too, today, integrity is a tough thing.
0: Oh, right
2: yeah. to to be who you are when no one's watching, mm-hmm. or when lots and lots and lots of the whole world is watching. Yeah, you know, and. You know, there's always those times, you know, I think kids they are on cameras their whole life. Right. Yeah. But I, I remember being a kid and closing the door and, you know, you dance or you be silly, you know, because mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. you have privacy. Yeah. There's so little privacy. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a hard thing. You know, we're seeing in relationships all over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. That when, when there's that privacy, it's like almost this place to act out instead of find your integrity.
3: Right. Yeah. Character is defined by what you do and nobody is watching right yeah that's mm-hmm. yeah. true and do you have your question well, yeah. for him
2: so what is it that your partner does that you know they love you
0: the love language is no i'm just kidding i think i know if her. i if i don't
1: like if i don't feel well anything like that or anything that questions my kind of overall happiness she guys like she kind of goes above and beyond to make me feel better like so she puts a lot of effort into that kind of stuff so that makes me feel good and that's kind of how I get verification that she does. Also, I'm like a big like vocal person, so you know she tells me she loves me and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah Yeah, that makes me feel nice as well. So I, I mean, there's a bunch of different things.
0: This one time, I cleaned. He had a exam one day, and I cleaned his room for him. And he was like, "Oh my gosh, you're the best! You just, <laughs> lo- you must love me." And that's I'm yeah. like, remember that for next time.
2: Yeah. So, what does he do that makes you?
0: I would say, when. I'm like, just like, you know, like gross or like I haven't showered in like two days. And I'm like gross. And he still tells me I'm beautiful. And I'm just like, oh, you must really do love me because I literally oh. look disgusting right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so it's beyond what you look like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, I like that he isn't. In, in, I don't know. I think it's I like that he's interested in what I'm. So like he'll ask me about, you know, psych and stuff and just things that I'm interested in. Maybe he's not interested in them as much, but he like at least acts like it. So that means he really does love me, you know, like is curious about what I like have to say and what to think about things. Yeah.
3: That's awesome guys. Take and Liam. We want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This is a treat for both of us here.
2: You know, thank people you so have much. been sharing stories so for thousands of years to connect and bond and grow We hope that by you guys sharing your story, it's enriched your lives and the lives of our listeners. Thank
3: Thank you you so much for having
1: us. Thank you
2: so
0: much. You're (laughs)
3: welcome. For all you listening out there, if you have any questions or topic suggestions, again, please feel free to leave a comment or look us up online at CouplesSynergy.com. Until next time, synergize your life, synergize your love.
2: You have been listening to Couples Synergy. With Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.